Well, good morning, Trinity Lake Nona. My name is Cynthia Bailey, and I'm one of the worship leaders here at Trinity. And what a special day that we get to share together. We get to gather in Jesus' name for worship, but also for the testimonies of grace in nine people's lives this morning who get to be baptized. So happy Baptism Sunday. We welcome you. If this is your first time visiting with us, or if you're here to witness the baptism, we are so glad that you've joined us today. And to prepare our hearts for worship and to hear these testimonies of grace, I invite you to stand for the reading of God's word. And the reading of God's word comes from Ephesians chapter 4, verses 4 through 6. And it says this, the words will be on the screen. For there is one body and one spirit, just as you have been called to one glorious hope for the future. There is one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all, in all, and living through all. This is our God. This is the God that we serve. This is the God who loves us and has saved us. So let us sing unto him this song called, This is Our God. Took our breath away. It's so weak that. 
morning and welcome to Trinity Church of Lake Nona. My name is Ben Bailey. I'm the pastor here and we are so glad that you are joining us for this exciting uh, celebratory Sunday morning. So this is our baptism and fall kickoff and so it's a special day in the life of our church as we celebrate uh, the testimonies and stories of grace in nine different people's lives and then we kick off our ministry year. So uh, as soon kind of the way the, the service is a little unique and so if you got a bulletin you can see the rundown and then when we finish with the benediction, we'll all go out this back door under the bus loop, and that's where we'll have the baptism, and then we have some public subs, and some chips, and some fall-themed uh, snacks, and then Jeremiah's ice, and a couple bounce houses, so we'll have a, have a, have a lunch uh, afterwards. But now when, um, this is our fall kickoff, so got a whole kind of number of things that are starting to get going, so wanted to uh, uh, make you aware tonight, our Trinity students launch, and so for the, the information is in your bulletin, but that'll be at 6 at the Sunroom in Pioneer. So if you're in between 6th and 12th grade, we'd love to have you attend that. Our women's Bible studies are up and going. The men's Bible studies start this week. And then we have a whole series of small groups that meet throughout uh, the week in people's homes. And on the tables under the bus loop, uh, look for, if you'd like to get more information about the small groups, there's, uh, there's uh, kind of labels with the different neighborhoods where we have groups going and you can find information about the group that's closest to your house and you can find that uh, as we eat lunch. But we are so glad that you are here this morning. And before we get going, Cynthia is going to come down because we have a very special thank you uh, to kick off the, the service with. Yes, I have the privilege. I'm going to invite Melissa McCaleb to come up as I introduce her. This wonderful soul has opened up the school for us for four years straight, every single Sunday. Can we give her a round of applause? And we want to thank her. This woman is steady and faithful and loving. She is she won the best teacher of what is the the teacher of the year award last year for fifth grade for the whole school she's a fifth grade teacher and won um that very deserving award she's just she's just gold she's wonderful and um we will miss seeing her every single sunday but we, as a lot of you know her house was destroyed last year during the hurricane um nearly leveled and the lord spared her life the tree went through her bedroom um, roof and the Lord spared her and we're so thankful and just now believe it or not a year later her house is just being starting uh, just starting renovations um, and so we've given her a little gift to just help out a little bit with the the dent in the renovations um, so we love her we're gonna we would love to do a service day once um, maybe painting or something is involved and we'll we'll rally um, and help out this wonderful woman so let's give Melissa McKay one more round of applause Would you stand and greet those who you will be worshiping with this morning?
first testimony block. So if you will have your seat, I want to invite up our first, our first couplet um, of people to come up. I want to invite Frank and Barbara Bongiorno to come up to the microphone and we get the immense privilege of hearing their testimony of grace in their lives of how God has been so faithful to both Barbara and Frank. So Barbara and Frank, I invite you to come up. Barbara, you can go first and let us witness their testimony. Good morning, everyone. This is such a very privileged day for me. You all are just wonderful, and this church has been so welcoming and so, so gracious. I want to say, as a God in my life has been here from a very, very young girl. I remember when years ago, when I was working, walking to first and second grade. It was quite a long walk. It took me over a half an hour to get there. I mean, you couldn't do that today. I mean, we, we lived in a different time. But back then, I walked to school, and I walked by myself. And I can remember having the most beautiful conversations with God. I mean, I would pour my heart out to him, everything that was in my life. And he listened to me. I know he heard me. He heard every word from this chatterbox. And, and it was just a wonderful time. And this really began my walk with God. I'm not one that had this big epiphany. Mine was a slow and steady walk. One that has brought me nearer to him and sometimes far away where I left. He never left me, but I have left him. I went to Sunday school and received my five-year perfect attendance pin. <laughs> this was in, uh, in Connecticut at uh, uh, St. John's Lutheran Church. And I joined the church. I had my confirmation there at the age of 13. And of course, that's your, your age that you became responsible for yourself. I taught Sunday, Sunday school to kindergartners. That's all I could handle. I was just a teenager myself. <laughs> and that was quite an experience, especially at Christmas time when they would have their little Christmas stories. And there was always invariably some little boy that just couldn't hold it and just, I gotta go, I gotta go. <laughs> and I would turn beet red. And uh, after that, I joined the choir. And then, of course, as I got older, I attended high school. And that's where I met my soulmate, my husband, Frank. We've been together 66 years. Wow. We moved to Florida, which was not a very happy time for me. I knew I would miss my family, my friends, especially my sister. And the further away that we got from Connecticut and the closer to Florida that we got, the lump in my throat just grew and grew. When we hit that Florida-Georgia line, I will never forget it. I mean, I was on the verge of sobbing. All I could, I, we left Connecticut beautiful, and all the mountains, and it's just so gorgeous in New England. 
And I looked at the swamps and all the dead trees and all the, the moss. I mean, all this dead moss hanging from the tree. I go, oh my, oh Lord, help me. I needed your help. Well, we got to Frank's parents' house and we got a very warm welcome. I was very pleased with that. His grandparents were there and the whole family was there. Well, back then, T.G. Lee Derry was on Highway 50. That's how long ago it was. And there was nothing in Florida. It was just trees, dead moss, grass, swamp. And I felt very alone and very at ends. Frank was in the Army. He was stationed over in Germany. And by this time, I was pregnant with Leanne, my first child. And I stayed behind because at that time, a pregnant woman in the Army was just not welcomed. So I stayed with his family. This turned out okay. I mean, it was cramped and everything, but we all survived it. And then time passed. We got our own home. We moved into Corrine Terrace. We were very blessed, and we were blessed with two more children, Lisa, our youngest, and our son, Frank. We moved from there out to a little burg called Chuliota. And let me tell you, that's a little burg. I mean, I went from, by this time, Orlando was starting to bloom. Disney was there. And then I go back out, I thought, oh, what did I do out to no man's land? I mean, it was barely on the map. But we were there and raised the children. And uh, our daughter, our oldest one, got married on our front lawn. And she moved to Washington, D.C. And then our son joined the Air Force. And then lo and behold, Jeff came along, a blessing in our family, with Lisa and him getting married. And they moved to Beeville, Texas. Well, Frank and I were auntie nesters, so what do you do? So we. Uh, bought a motor home and traveled. We, uh, it sounds like I have had the most greatest wonderful life, which I have. I've had a wonderful life. I'm very, very blessed. But there was a time in my life that before the children, or the oldest one was gone, but Leanne and Frank, or Lisa and Frank were still there. And I went, I couldn't function very well. I went to a into a terrible spiral in a place that I don't wish anybody to go. If I said it was hell on earth, that's putting it mildly. A form of depression came over me. I was lost. Totally lost. I was so saddened. The fear and the rejection and the feel of loneliness and the incredible, incredible sadness that overwhelmed me. Well, God was still there. It was me who moved. I hadn't been going to church. I hadn't been reading the Bible. I hadn't been praying like I always did. But God knew best. And there was a little mobile library that came to Chuliota. It was just a test run. And I went there. I walked in the door. And there was two women there standing in front of, the, in front of their desk. 
And the one looked at me and she said, here, and she pushed this book in front of me. She said, you look like you need to read this book. Well, I was in this never, never land. I didn't argue, hardly spoke. And I just took the book, checked it out, and went home. I opened up the book, and it was Corrie Ten Boom's The Hiding Place. Well, that was the turning point. After that, I dug into all the spiritual books that I could find. I read Dale Evans' book and many others, too many to, to listen. And gradually, gradually, I started pulling myself up, but God was there. I spent more time on my knees, I think, than I did walking. It was difficult, but God was there. And I thank him every day. I, I wish I could tell everybody who was in that place to just get on your knees. He will pull you out. And then time went by and we sold our place of, after 43 years living in Tuliota. And we sold it and moved out to Lake Nona. And with Lisa and Jeff's help, we came here to, I came here to Trinity. And I wasn't used to the kind of service. I wasn't used to the boom, boom, boom of the drums. <laughs> and, uh, and it took a while to get used to it. I was used to being in the Lutheran church and, and, a, and a Baptist church where we sang the old hymns and the Bach and the Beethoven. And, but their hymns, their song of praise grew on me. And then Lisa told me, she says, Mom, I belong to a Sunday school. Lisa, can you get my water, please? And to a, uh, excuse me, my most, mouth is like cotton. Hmm. Thank you. And she asked me to join the Bible study. Well, even though I've been involved in the church and everything all, nearly all my life, I never was in a Bible study before. This was a totally new experience. Well, the first time I went, it was okay. But by the third time, I was in with both feet. I love these women in the Bible study class. They are the most beautiful, wonderful women. They were an inspiration to me to get to know Jesus even better and God better than what I have never, ever known him before. They were there, they prayed for us. They prayed, we prayed for each other, for our families, for our community, for our church, and most of all, for pastor and his wife also. Well, I've read the Bible many times and picked it up from time to time. Matter of fact, I read it through three times. But reading it and studying and going through line by line, verse by verse, and reading about the people in the Bible that were, how God used them and how he blessed them. And it was totally different than just reading words. And because of this, I now want to give my life to Christ totally. And I want to do it the way Jesus did it, with total immersion. I can't wait. As, as Pastor said, when you get dunked, you get down. 
And then when you come up, you are so totally cleansed in a state of grace. And I thank all of you for being here. I thank my family, especially Lisa and Jeff, for encouraging me to come here to this wonderful place. I, I thank all of you. I feel like you are all my family, that this is finally my home church. I'm settled. I've been to many. But this is it. This is the one. And like a good friend told me, when I told her I was wanting to be baptized, but it's taken me a long time. She says, Barbara, it's in God's hands. And she was so right. Thank you all. And I feel so incredibly blessed. Good morning, everybody. Uh, I also want to thank you very much because as many of you know, uh, just a year ago, I was, I was very, very ill. At times, I was going in and out of the, uh, not intensive care, but really of a medical concern. And uh, it, it really was the, the low point in my life. But you guys came through with your prayers. I hear from everybody when I come to Sunday services. And they, they tell me how they prayed for me. And I say, I know, because it works. So, uh, again, as, as a token of uh, my appreciation and Barbara's appreciation for those prayers, every week I bring in some of these uh, wooden crosses, and my aim is for every family to have one. So, if you don't have one, get one. Uh, I'd also like to thank Tony Jazerski at this point. She, she was an angel. Uh, we live in the same condo, and every time I'd see Tony, which was almost daily, she would ask me how I'm doing, and, and I would tell her at that time it was mostly bad news. She said, it'll get better, and it did get better, and Tony, thank you. I also want to thank my big buddy and friend, Jim Vanetti. Jim, you're, you're a great friend. And uh, I enjoy our Wednesday coffees and your spiritual guidance. And I really thank you for your prayers. Thank you, Jim. Now comes an interesting part. I want to thank my beautiful daughter, Lisa, and my beautiful wife, Barbara, for taking over my life when I was in the hospital in intensive care. At at the VA hospital. They literally took over my life because at that point, I couldn't do it. I wasn't able to do it physically or, or spiritually or mentally. I wasn't prepared. But those two walked over to the hospital and walked into the doctor's office and said, we want to talk to the doctor that rejected and refused to give my husband an MRI. Well, I don't know what they said, <laughs> but I got the MRI. <laughs> that was the good news. The bad news, they, they, that MRI pinpointed exactly where the infection was. So they took a biopsy, treated it with the appropriate antibiotics, which they're still treating, and uh, it, I'm on a path to recovery, and I thank God for that, and I thank God for your prayers. They, they are powerful. How do I know? 
because shortly after they started making progress, after Lisa and Barbara got them to okay an MRI, they started making progress all of a sudden. And I don't think that was a coincidence. Their, their prayers had to influence that. This, this part, about a month ago, or five months ago, excuse me, I awoke in the, one morning to a place that I have never been. It was so calm and serene and peaceful and welcoming. I was told that I was in a state of grace, and I sincerely believe it. At that point, my life was in someone else's hands, or some other power's hands, and they dictated. Uh, the, the feeling was expressed to me, not through words, because there was nobody there, but through conviction. Having that conviction, you just know something. Well, they, I was listening and I was absorbing and I knew what I had to do, and I knew what I had to do, so I changed, I changed. I made amends where needed, I forgave others. That one was particularly hard for me prior. I used to carry a grudge. I changed my life's outlook. I confessed my sins. I accepted Jesus Christ as my savior. And I started going to Sunday services here. And soon I'll be getting baptized, so <laughs> I can't wait. So to, to finish up, I'm, I, I'm in a good place now, physically and spiritually. And for that, I thank God. Thank you. Well, Frank and Barbara, as you sit down, let's, we'll join them, pray, and thank the Lord for them. So, Lord, we praise you for your grace and mercy. We confess that you are compassionate and gracious, slow to anger and bounding in loving kindness, working wonders, and those wonders you work are both great and small, and we praise you for the steady faithfulness of walking with Barbara every, in every age and stage and season of her life when she was uh, in first grade walking to school and then through 66 years of marriage and uh, as she felt so alone coming to Florida and then to lift her up out of the, the pit of darkness and despair. We just praise you for the testimony of continued faithfulness and we thank you for Frank. We thank you for his healing, for uh, for healing him. We thank you for family who uh, have loved him and served him. And we thank you for friends who walk with him and have shared the truth with him and prayed for him. And ultimately, we thank you for your son who is the ultimate friend of sinners, who forgives us when we cry to him and then empowers us to forgive others. So we uh, commit this next stage and season of their life to you, giving thanks for all that you brought them to in this place. In your name I pray. Amen. And for our next group, uh, I'll call the uh, James and Natalie Foti. Come on up.
Hello, I am James Foney, and I am 10 years old. I am getting baptized because Jesus died for my sins, and I am forever thankful. Jesus is my Savior, and baptism restores my soul. I feel that it keeps my heart with him, and I don't ever want to leave his presence. Since letting the Lord into my heart, I have found peace. When we moved from Washington to Florida, it was really hard for me. My faith, praying to God, and reading my Bible helps me find hope and happiness when I'm feeling sad. No matter what, I know He will always watch over me and love me. He has given me the gift of eternal life and hope. His Spirit lives within me, and I know He remembers me no matter what. Hi, I'm Natalie Foney and I am seven. I'm getting baptized because I love the Lord with all my heart. I am thankful for everything that he's given me, like my family and my puppy, Pippi. <laughs> I am happy. I am happy to know that the Lord is always with me. I feel him the most when I am singing worship songs. Jesus helped me when I'm feeling worried. I pray to Jesus and God that makes me feel happy. All right, let's pray for James and Natalie. Lord, we thank you for the gift of their life and their family, and we thank you for the way you've walked with James through uh, the transition here, and may that be a, a lesson to him to know that you'll faithfully walk with them through every age and stage. And thank you for Natalie, and I pray that you would uh, help her to continue to love you with all of her heart, mind, soul, and strength, and continue to find life as she lives a life of worship to you. And now here's a prayer that we pray over our children when they're baptized and when they're uh, dedicated. But Lord, we ask that you would watch over your children, James and Natalie. Oh Lord, as their days increase, bless them, guide them, and keep them unspotted from the world. Strengthen them when they stand, comfort them when they're discouraged, raise them up when they fall, and in their heart, May your peace, which passes understanding, abide all the days of their life through Jesus Christ, their Lord. Amen. Amen. I invite you to stand as we worship together and sing Who You Say I Am. Let us praise God for these testimonies of grace. That the highest king would well. 
Amen. You may be seated for this next block of testimonies. And we will call forward for this next block. First, Nathan Romaldo with his parents. We invite you to come up. Hello, my name is Nathan. I'm six years old. I'm going to read a Bible verse now. <laughs> but God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Romans 5 8. Okay. Good job, buddy. Mom is going to speak for you now. Can you this off? Yeah. So, this is Nathan. I. I chose this name and Will, Will and I chose this name because Nathan means gift from God. And I've been given the privilege to be his mom. He's a clever little boy, extrovert, passionate about several things, including soccer as a good Brazilian. Actually, he's not Brazilian, but we're Brazilians. Um, and he loves people. Um, since he was born, we consistently prayed for Nathan and we shared Jesus with him every day. And I remember when he was a toddler, uh, we would bring him to church during the worship service. He would just clap his hands during the worship and raise his hands. It was so sweet to watch. And um, I remember when he was four years old in January 2021, after breakfast, he said to me, Mom, I want to invite Jesus to live in my heart. So after that moment, his child faith is continually growing and his faith has also been tested as we experienced pain and grief as a family because he lost his little sister and best friend, Nicole. After that, in February 2022, Nathan was just seeking the Lord more and more and I cannot count the times when he saw mommy crying, not feeling well, and he would just come and pray for me. And I specifically remember one moment um, after I had a terrible headache. Nathan just came in and said, Jesus, please heal this mom. <laughs> this mom, not my mom. <laughs> So Jesus answered, and I immediately felt better, and I told him, and I was so happy that he prayed for me, but I'm just so thankful to be his mom. He's a special little man, and it's been almost a year he's been saying to me he wants to get baptized, so we've been working that with him, Pastor Ben as well, and I just want to glorify God for Nathan's life, and he knows about our nature. We're broken. We're sinful. And he knows that Jesus is the one who takes our sins away. Jesus is the one who is our Savior and Lord. And we cannot do anything to earn salvation. Right, Nathan? It is all by grace. And I asked him, why does he want to be baptized? And he said, because he wants to show everybody that Jesus is our, our Lord and Savior. Let's pray for Nathan. Lord, we thank you for Nathan. He truly is the gift 
from you and we thank you for the gift of grace and the way you've uh, given the gifts and blessed him and so I pray that he will uh, know the, that glorious truth that uh, you save sinners and we thank you for the power of his prayers already as a five and six year old and pray that he would grow uh, to be mighty and strong and to, to love your word and to love following you so we ask that you watch over your child Nathan as his days increase bless him Guide him, keep him unspotted from the world, strengthen him when he stands, comfort him when he's discouraged, raise him up when he falls, and in his heart may your peace, which passes understanding, abide all the days of his life. Through Jesus Christ his Lord. Amen. All right, next, Isaac, if you'll come and you can bring your parents along with you. Thank you all for being here and uh, thank you to our families. We're so thankful to belong to such a wonderful church. Um, Chris and I both prepared a message for, for Isaac that we'd like to share and then Isaac will share his testimony. Um, so Isaac, your, your mom and I are extremely proud of you. We're uh, proud of the person you've grown into and we're blessed to be able to see God's fingerprints all over you. I recall when I first met your mother, she was telling me all the wonderful things about you. I actually had trouble believing <laughs> that uh, such a young child could be so loving and sweet. But now that I've seen, uh, been a part of your life for a while, I've seen the amazing qualities uh, in you that your mom described firsthand, and I'm amazed. I'm thrilled over your faith in God, over the decision you've made to let your faith be known to others, and we are so excited to see the amazing things that God has in store for you. I'm most excited to see the ways that God will work through you for his good purposes. I pray that your faith and your love for God will grow daily as you walk with him. Matthew 5.16 says, In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. And this is my hope for you, Isaac, that the light that I've seen in you will always shine brightly and help point others to Christ who made you. To our sweet Isaac, we are overjoyed with your decision to be baptized today. Since before you were even born, I knew that God had amazing plans for you. Being your mother has been the greatest gift I could have ever asked for. Watching you become a follower of Jesus and accept his gift of salvation has been the greatest joy of my life. As I've watched you grow in your relationship with God, I've noticed several amazing gifts that God has given you. Your compassionate heart, your kindness, and your encouraging spirit are gifts that the Holy Spirit has given you. My prayer for you is that you will always walk with the Lord and use these good gifts to glorify him. As your parents, we will continue to point you towards Jesus and pray that he will guide each of your steps. We are so excited every single day to watch you grow into a godly young man, and I'm so excited to see the plans God has for you.
Hello, my name is Isaac. I am from Orlando, and I have been coming to Trinity Church for two years. I am excited to be baptized today. Yeah, today I am telling the world that I am a Christian. I believe in God and that Jesus died to save us from our sins. I believe the Bible is true word of God. We are all sinners and need Jesus. I want to be baptized because I want to grow closer in my relationship with God and be obedient through baptism. My favorite verse is Acts 3.19. Repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out. Mm-hmm. Amen. All right. And Lord, we thank you for that tremendous promise that if we repent and turn to you, our sins will be washed clean and wiped out. And we thank you for Isaac. We thank you for his life. And we do echo the prayers. And we thank you that you are the light of the world. And then we ask that you would help him to share uh, and reflect that light all of his days. We give you thanks for those good gifts of compassion uh, compassion and kindness and that encouraging spirit. We pray that that will continue to grow and be cultivated all of his days and we ask that you watch over your child Isaac as his days increase bless him guide him keep him unspotted from the world strengthen him when he stands comfort him when he's discouraged raise him up when he falls and in his heart may your peace which passes understanding abide all the days of his life through Jesus Christ his Lord Amen And then Easton, Easton, if you'll come on up. Hi, my name is Easton, and I'm a. I want to be baptized because I want everyone to know I love God too. I want to have everlasting life. But I know we are all sinful. One thing I love about God and Jesus is is the miracles they can do and how he can help us. When I felt the Holy Spirit, I felt it felt better than joy. The Holy Spirit helps us to do the right thing. It helped me a lot in my life. We're really grateful to share this day with you. Uh, we're very blessed uh, to have a son like Easton who's wanted to follow God from a very young age. Um, started reading Bible stories to him, him watching us have communion and asking questions. And I think he's been earnestly following after God since he was five. Uh, and he's now almost nine, and he's been very serious and earnest about being baptized. Uh, and as you can hear in his own words, I think he, he gets it. And I'm really grateful for that. And we're really grateful to have the opportunity to be here with you this morning. And Marissa has a few things she wants to share, too. Easton, from when you were a little boy, um, your dad and I recognized the sensitive spirit that the Lord has blessed you with. 
And as you get older, buddy, I see that as the foundation of discernment. And um, we talk about that a lot. Sometimes we talk about how um, friends can watch shows that they feel okay with, but maybe don't sit right with us. Or maybe there's video games that our friends can play that you just don't feel right about playing. And that is the spirit of discernment, Easton, and that is a gift. And I know that the Holy Spirit lives inside of you. So the prayer that your dad and I have for you, buddy, as you get older, is that as the world and other people try to tell you what is true, that you go to God to find out what is true and that you listen to the Holy Spirit inside of you because he will always point you in the right direction. Okay, buddy? That is a gift that you have and we are very excited to celebrate that today. Proud of you, buddy. Lord, we thank you for Easton and his life, and I praise you for the testimony that your love is, is better than joy, and that your steadfast love is better than life, and I pray that he'll know that and experience it all of his days. We give you thanks for the sensitive and discerning spirit that you've uh, blessed him with. We pray that you would continue to grow and strengthen that and cultivate it, and oh, how our world needs both wise and joyful men. So we pray that you would uh, raise up in him a wise and joyful man. So watch over your child, Easton, as his days increase. Bless him and guide him. Keep him unspotted from the world. Strengthen him when he stands. Comfort him when he's discouraged. Raise him up when he falls. And in his heart, may your peace, which passes understanding, abide all the days of his life through Jesus Christ, his Lord. Amen. Amen. I invite you to stand as we worship and sing together, Mighty to Save. Oh. 
from Silas Martin and Zachary Allen. So I invite Silas and his parents to come up at this time. This is Silas, and uh, he asked if, if, uh, if his dad would help him read it his story. Hi, my name is Silas and I am nine years old. I came to know Jesus when I was four years old on a mission trip with my family. I know that I am a sinner because everybody sins. Every time I'm mean or I disobey, I sin and it doesn't feel good. I wish I hadn't done that, but I know that Jesus is my savior because he died on the cross to save us all. I saw my older brother put his faith in Jesus and the change it made in his life. So I decided to do it too. I have seen Jesus work in my life because he gave me a little sister. He comforted me when my grandparents' dog passed away. And he forgives me when I sin. Today, I'm going to be baptized because my older brother has. And I feel confident that, oh, and I feel confident when I do things that I see my brother do as well. Um, Silas, you know your name means bearer of light, and <laughs> we have the joy of watching 
the life that God's put in your life unfold. You are a man of deep creativity, deep compassion, and gobs of energy. And it is a joy to watch you become the person that God made you to be. You're a man of big, deep, strong emotions. And just like your daddy, sometimes those emotions run stronger (laughs) than you want them to. And it's a joy to watch you surrender to God through his spirit and, and to trust those big feelings with him. We are so proud of you and we love you. Lord, we thank you for Silas and his family. We thank you for the gift of salvation you've given him. We thank you for the, the gift of older brothers who chart uh, good, uh, set good examples for us. And we thank you for the tremendous blessing of new baby sister and answer to prayers. And we thank you for the creativity and compassion and the energy that you've blessed him with. And we pray that those will be cultivated all of his days and that energy would be used to uh, bring and display your light and your life. So, Lord, we ask that you would watch over your child, Silas, as his days increase, bless him and guide him, keep him unspotted from the world, strengthen him when he stands, comfort him when he's discouraged, raise him up when he falls, and in his heart may your peace, which passes understanding, abide all the days of his life through Jesus Christ, his Lord. Amen. And now, Zachary Allen, you can come on up. Good morning. I've grown up in a Christian home. From a young age, my parents have read the Bible to me and given me the opportunities to read it myself. I have also seen The Story of Jesus for Children, a 60-minute movie about kids who see Jesus' life and ministry. I knew that I wanted to go to heaven, and the only way was Jesus. In The Story of Jesus for Children movie, I saw the pain and suffering Jesus had to go through. I was told that Jesus went through that pain for me and the world. I knew that without Jesus, it was impossible to get to heaven because of sin. Romans 3.23 tells us, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. I could see myself sinning, so I knew I was sinful. This led, me to pr- this, this led me to praying to receive Christ when I was about eight years old. I know that Jesus is my Savior because of God's promises in Romans 10.9. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. In God's grace and strength, I seek to follow his commandments and love him and love others. Thank you. Well, it's it's great to be with you this morning. Some time ago, I told Zachary that when it's your time and you you would like to express that you would like to be baptized, I want you to tell me, son, I want this to come from you to us, and that be your expression. And so a couple weeks or so ago, he approached me and said, Dad, I would like to be baptized, and so it's our honor to, to do that today. It's been a great joy Son, to see you grow. And (laughs) 
just been my honor to to see you grow through the reading of God's Word, through the storybook Bible when you were really little, to the Seek and Find Bible with a little bit more content, and uh, and then the ESV, you know, regular Bible now. So it's it's been a a joy to see you rise up through that and to, to watch you grow. So it's our greatest honor to do that today and see you be baptized publicly to declare your faith. So thank you for the opportunity. Lord, we thank you for the gift of Zachary's life and the gift of a Christian home and a gift of a faithful family who puts your word before them from the young age. And thank you for the, uh, an awareness that your words bring life and they bring both uh, conviction and promise. And so we thank you for the gifts that you've given Zachary, his wise, sharp mind. I pray that you would continue to cultivate those and we ask that you would watch over him and as his days increase, bless him and guide him. Keep him unspotted from the world. Strengthen him when he stands. Comfort him when he's discouraged. And raise him up when he falls. And in his heart may your peace, which passes understanding, abide all the days of his life. Through Jesus Christ, his Lord. Amen. Please stand we have witnessed these testimonies of grace we profess together that God is good and he's faithful so let us sing about the goodness of God together today
invite you to remain standing for the final prayer and the benediction. Actually, take a seat. So if you're getting baptized and hadn't started changing, this is your cue to start changing. I'll stall for about two minutes. and then. Uh, uh, but it is so good to hear the stories of Grace and, and these different uh, families' lives. And you know, one of the things that baptism is, is it's a picture. The Lord, He's good to us, and He'll speak to us in words, and then He'll speak to us in pictures. And sometimes the pictures are easier to understand than the words and one of the things that pictures the, the water is a picture of both our problem and then Christ's solution. You know, because uh, sin, the problem, what it brings is death, but the water symbolizes life. You know, it's funny when I sit down with the kids, one of the things we talk about, the life, that the water's a symbol of life. And I'll say, all right, how long do you think you could live without eating anything, without any food? And uh, some of them know the answer, but some of them, it's just a, a terrifying thought. And I'll say, well, I don't know. I, I don't know if I could live more than three hours without eating anything. And I'll say, well, you, you'd be surprised. You could actually go longer than you think. You might even be able to make it three weeks. And uh, But water, it's only a couple days we can live without water because... Uh, just as sin brings death, the water brings life. And just as our body needs water to live, our soul needs grace uh, to live. But it also symbolizes purity. And uh, all of the boys get this one about when you get hot and swell, uh, sweaty and smelly. And mom doesn't let you just come in and plop down on the couch. you got to go to the bath. So you got to get clean. And what sin has done is it's polluted us. And this is the water that brings uh, cleansing. And this picture is a little more hard to get conceptually but it's such a beautiful picture because um, Peter talks about how the flood, Noah's flood was a type of baptism and then Jesus before he goes to the cross says I have a baptism that I have to undergo and the image there is that in the flood is actually the waters of judgment were poured out on the earth and on the cross the, 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 the fire of God's judgment was poured out on Jesus so he received the judgment so that in his place we can uh, receive life so it's a symbol of, of uh, in our place condemned he stood and instead of receiving the waters of judgment we get the waters that bring life and there's a picture that we celebrate you go down and up and that's the, the picture of that the old has gone on and in him we're new crea uh, a new creature, new creations, and that we have died with him and now we rise to live the, the resurrected life. And then it's a picture of getting his name placed on you. You're baptized in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and in the name of the Holy Spirit. And we talk about how our, our last names tell the world whose we are. Our first name tells the world who we are. And God is placing His name on us. So now we forever know whose we are. And it tells the world that we're, we're a part of this family and a part of this people. So it's such a beautiful uh, living picture of the grace that he extends and the grace uh, that he gives. So, uh, actually, now you can stand. And then we'll have the benediction. I'll pray. We'll have the benediction. 
and then we'll make our way out to the bus loop and once everybody gets uh, changed and in place we'll have the baptism. But Lord we thank you for these tremendous gifts. We thank you for the stories of grace and we ask your blessings on all of the people who are committing uh, their life to you this day. We thank you and we ask that you help us all to know about the waters that bring life and we ask that you help us all to, to live the resurrected life that the old is gone and the new has come and now by the power of your spirit what you began on Easter continues in each of our lives until you make all things new. So I pray for every heart in this room that uh, there'll be aspects and elements of their life that'll be renewed and restored and made new and that will walk in the newness of life. And so now we ask that the love of a, a dying Savior, the power of a risen Savior, and the hope of a returning Savior would be ours now, this week, forever and always. Amen. Go in peace.